The following program presents principles designed to promote good health and is not intended to take the place of personalised professional care. The opinions and ideas expressed are those of the speakers. Viewers are encouraged to draw their own conclusions about the information presented. Welcome to Healthy Living. I'm your host, Margot Marshall. Scientists have discovered that 12 minutes of daily focused prayer over an eight-week period can change the brain to such an extent that it can be measured on a brain scan. Join us as Dr. Eddie Ramirez explores the connection between prayer and neuroplasticity. hundred years ago, an insightful Christian writer said that when the minds of mere mortals connect with the mind of the Creator, the effect on mind and body and soul is beyond estimate. And science is now proving that to be true. You'll be fascinated by what my guest today has to share about how prayer literally reshapes the brain. Welcome, Dr. Ramirez. Thank We're you. very pleased to have you here today to tell us about this amazing connection between prayer and neuroplasticity. Yeah, this is something new, cutting edge. And what we're talking about here is not something that some strange people is saying here or there. These are things that are being published in peer-reviewed journals as this effect is being documented. In fact, a new science has been uh, started up as a result of this that is called neurotheology. Neurotheology. So neurotheology seeks to understand that connection between that brain, the neuro side of things, and theology. Uh, things like uh, uh, scripture, things like prayer, and so forth. What behavior, uh, what these behaviors have at the level of the brain. Incredible. It's quite incredible to think about it. And when you say it's new, it's not new, but the discovery is new. That's right. Uh, yes. Christian writers have been writing for this, you know, for a long time. Mm. Even uh, uh, anecdotal experiences, how, for example, people that were addicted to alcohol throughout ages, how come as they started coming to church and they started to participate on those spiritual exercises, how they were able to gain the victory over their alcohol? Mm -hmm. And you can ask your grandfathers and so forth. They may know some of these stories, you know. How can that be possible? Because the brain changes and uh, prayer does have an effect. In fact, as we mentioned, this is called neurotheology. So you have the two parts of the equation. You have the neuro side of things, which talks about the function of the brain, the connections, the synapses, and so forth. And then you have the theology side of things. Theology is that science that tries to understand uh, religious texts, religious behaviors, prayers, and um, there's uh, it's two different fields 
that are married in this neurotheology new field of science. What an amazing thing. And it's great that they've actually discovered the, the science behind what we seemed to know. Yeah, because as people were observed, just the example that I gave, how the alcoholic uh, stopped their drinking habit and became a sober person. Uh, scientists were puzzled. What's happening inside his head that this is having that effect? Well, as they went ahead and investigated, now we have documentation of these behaviors at the level of the brain. Now, there was an interesting uh, scan that was done uh, in a published paper. And what they did, they compared two behaviors. Number one, they compare uh, what happens at the level of your brain when you are thinking about a loved one, okay? So there, there's, today we have modern scans that can see what parts of the brain actually brighten up. Yes. And we can see this uh, on, on, on the screen. And we have in the bottom when somebody is praying, Notice if you compare the two top graphics to the two bottom graphics, the same areas of the brain that activate when you are thinking about a loved one activate when you are praying. But there's more there. There's some yellow on the bottom ones. That's too. right. Well, the, the, the yellow one is the current one on that particular scan. Okay. The blue one is the original one. Okay. So you can see how they intersect each other. Mm. Now, uh, a, a writer by the name of uh, uh, White, uh, she writes in the book uh, Steps to Christ, that when we pray is like talking to what? To God. To a friend. To a friend. Yeah. He uses the That's word to a, yeah, to a friend. So mm. as you can see, it does happen that the, the, the relationship side of the brain activates when we are praying. In other words, w w when you're really praying from your heart, what you are doing, you are doing a conversation. See, it's two sides of the equation. God speaks to us through many ways. For example, God speaks to us through his creation. You know, you go outside and contemplate the beautiful things. You feel that peace and you feel those insights. God talks to you that way. God talks to you through his providence. You know, you wanted to do this, you had planned to do this, but by some reason, this cannot take place. God is saying, no, this is, this is not the way I want this way. So through providence, God also speaks to us. God also speaks to us through his word. When we read uh, the, the scripture, which is the stories of all those godly men and prophets and their experience and so forth, we can identify some of our experiences from the experiences they're having. God speaks to us also that way. So prayer is a dialogue. In other words, 
God speaks, and man is going to respond meditating on his creation, prayer, but most importantly, concrete actions. Doing as you're told, in other words. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because... Know, treating other people like they, you'd like them to treat you, the correct. golden rule, all of that, yes. And your, and your language and so forth. Yeah. And also, one thing is to say, oh, I believe this, and if I do something else, it really means I don't really believe this. <laughs> so by your concrete actions, you demonstrate that those belief systems are really uh, truly established in, inside of you. So you can see it is a conversation. It is a two-way type of conversation. I like the way you've explained that because I think... And I'm, I guess I'm making an assumption here, but I get the impression that a lot of people, just by the way they pray, it's, they think it's one way. They just pray to God and tell him what they want and so on. Someone said we're almost like human gimme pigs. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but really, you don't very often hear people, certainly in public prayers anyway, wait for some kind of response or, yes. So, yes, uh, Christian prayer is that two-way uh, street. Um, when we have what is called intrinsic religiosity, there's lots of benefits to that. There's been studies published, for example, regarding mental health. Okay. People that have intrinsic religiosity do much better than people that have extrinsic religiosity. What, what is that? Intrinsic means in the inside. You really believe it. You're not doing the behavior mechanically. Okay. When I went to... Um, uh, to Japan just uh, two weeks ago. I was, I was speaking there and um, I visited uh, some temples there and I was able to interact with some of these people. And I was surprised some of them were saying, yeah, I'm, I'm agnostic. I don't believe in this, but I, I just have to do it. Then some blessing may come to me. That's extrinsic re religiosity. You do the behaviors outside without necessarily being in the inside. Mm -hmm. Well, if you have intrinsic religiosity, you know in our heart that God loves you, you know in, mm -hmm. a, in your heart that you need help and you cry to God, that type of, of, of connection, that type of relig religiosity, that has that beneficial effect. Mm -hmm. So there are uh, some uh, writers that have uh, asked the question, where actually does the word religion comes from? And um, some of them say that it comes from the word relegere, from the Latin relegere. Legere means uh, read. So there could be some truth to that. As you reread things, that actually strengthens your uh, belief and you're able to live more those, those principles. Um, some, uh, some people say that uh, it comes from the word religare, ligare from the Latin link, that you link over and over again to that higher power, and there are blessings. So yes, there may be also uh, so, some truth to that. 
and some other uh, uh, scientists uh, document that this may come from the, the, the word religare. And, um, I hope I'm not expected to remember all those yes. words. <laughs> it won't come in the test, <laughs> the Latin words. <laughs> so religere, which comes from the Latin word to choose. So to choose over and over. And as we do a repetitive behavior, neuroplasticity takes place. Oh, right. So as we choose the things that are correct, the light that we have, and we live according to that light, then blessings can come as a result of that. Yeah, beautiful. And, and you know, I think it's interesting. I heard someone say once, and I really love it, um, there's a God-shaped hole in all of us that only he can fill. And I tend to think that's in our frontal lobe, in our brain, because he just, when he created us to need other human beings, which we are very aware of, we all know that, and we also created to need him in our life too, and it does beautiful things. There's some it? truth to that, yes. Okay. And uh, uh, there is a need of spirituality in human beings. There it's interesting, you know, as I travel in, in many of these very secular countries, Australia, New Zealand, people tell me, Doctor, but I'm, I'm not religious and, and I, I'm not spiritual. Yeah. But their behavior tells me different. Yes. I mean, I just landed uh, um, a couple of months ago when I did a series of seminars in New Zealand. Mm. I landed in Wellington. And what's the first thing that, that greets me there in, the, in, in, in that airport? It's a tiny little airport. They have this dragon up there with this wizard uh, riding it. <laughs> That's the first thing you see when you arrive to Wellington. And people claim they're not spiritual. Of course, that's spirituality. And that's why uh, movies and books and this type of things is all this witchcraft and all this, the power and the force and, and, and this type of topics. Mm -hmm. Because if you have a frontal lobe, you're going to worship. What are you going to worship? That's another story. That's another story. 